Hyper Talks. Now, I think it will be for all of us very important to see what will happen around the world, but also in Sweden, when we have more different cultures and more different ideas and values mixing in with our traditional values. So that will be um, also part of, of, of um, looking into the future. Hyper Talks. Hyper Talks. Hi, and welcome to Hyper Talks. Uh, I'm Caroline, who will be hosting this episode together with uh, Chris Blimling today. Hey. And our guest that we have today here is Annika Rembe. Do you want to introduce yourself? Well, thank you for having me. First of all, it's, uh, it's really great to be here. I am, I guess, and the reason why I'm here is is that I am the head, the director general of the Swedish Institute, and and we are, you could say, responsible for for sharing Sweden with the rest of the world. And I will explain a little more about that later. Thank you. So the first thing that we do is to do a checking before we hear all about the exciting things about the Swedish Institute and your background as well. Um, I thought that we could check in with the destination that we will travel to next. Or maybe like our dream destination. Mm, sounds good. I can go first. Um, I'm going to Copenhagen next. Um, next week actually, so I'm feeling great. Get to visit my girlfriend. And all that cheesiness. All that uh, cheesiness. Yes. Check oh, in. Valentine's? Yep. Check in. And I'm flying to um, Abu Dhabi and Dubai on Sunday for for meetings. For work. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My dream destination that I've really wanted to go to for a long time now is Sri Lanka. So I'm going to check in with that. So thank you for being here today, Annika. And uh, I just thought that we could start off by, um, well, you can tell us about the Swedish Institute where you work, because that's uh, your background and also the Swedish Institute is one of the reasons we invited you here. Shall I start with my background because that's leading up to the Swedish Institute, maybe? Yes, that sounds like um, a good idea. I've been working with the Swedish Institute for, for um, a little over five years now. Um, before that, I was working as the head of the Swedish participation at the World Expo in Shanghai, a very strange work, you could say. Uh, it was a huge project, three years, getting the funding from business, from government, from, from others, setting up a theme, uh, building a pavilion, building an exhibition, run through six months, and then close everything down. It's like a flight, you know. You 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 almost have to go down once you just come up. It's yeah. like going to Helsinki. So you work extremely hard, and then you just close everything. Um, what was the exhibition for? The exhibition, the Swedish theme was was spirit of innovation, and and so uh, we had hundred and ten partnering companies, um, municipalities, um, um, government agencies, uh, cultural institutions participating mm -hmm. at the Swedish side. And we wanted to show Sweden in an interesting way for the all the millions of visitors at, at the World Expo in Shanghai. It took place three um, during six months in in two thousand ten, and the whole idea was not just to show, but really to 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 interact and to talk about what was behind the Swedish innovativeness, because that was at that time, and I believe still was very much what the Chinese people, government, um, business asked us: How could Sweden, with so few uh, <laughs> yeah. people? Actually, one of the world's leading innovative countries, and and so we wanted to go back beyond, mm -hmm. um, and and really talk about the values, the spirit of innovation, and and what that is. Because we, I, and and all the the team, and 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 everyone who was involved at that time, really believed that that 
um, whatever we do and, and whatever success we have or whatever relevance we could have to other parts of the world is very much based on, 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 on values, yeah. values and experiences. Of course. But before that, I was, I've been working 15, almost 20 years now by sharing, with sharing Sweden and, and Swedish competences, experiences and, and values. And I was doing that as head of communication for, for a government agency called the Invest in Sweden Agency. So we were working to attract foreign investments to Sweden. Okay. Not foreign tourists, uh, but foreign um, companies mostly, but also to find um, coexisting, you know, um, joint ventures, research, uh, but also green greenfield investments, setting up businesses in, in Sweden. Prior to that, I ended up doing that because I'm, I'm a lawyer from background. So I, I went to law school because I wanted to have a solid background when becoming a journalist. Because that, that was my dream. But I felt that I needed to have a solid background in order to, to, to be a good journalist. However, I ended up... Studying law was really interesting. And I ended up working maybe a couple of years as, as, as a lawyer... But I ended up in publishing. Okay. Um, writing, editing, publishing, legal books. And mostly books about the legal systems and, and the laws, but written for the not legally educated. Okay, interesting, yeah. So law for the layman, yeah. uh, law for children. Law yes. for dummies. <laughs> but this yeah. was before that was actually yeah. introduced, but it was exactly. <laughs> Where can we find those? Because I need one yes. of those. <laughs> <laughs> They're still in the libraries, you know. Yeah. I, I did it for 10 years, and, and uh, I, I was writing the same book, Vardagsjuridik, um, for 10 years, editing it. And, and then we did children books. And I'm, I'm a little nerdy about this. I've then written the words in, in, in Bonnish lexicon um, oh, on, on law and, and, and others. And I've done, done all sorts. Of, so I did it on, on, in, in all different ways. And I ended up doing uh, legal um, radio programs uh, and, and uh, writing articles. And I, I think I came into that because I, I happened to work for, as a young lawyer, I happened to work for GU, uh, Riksdagens Ombudsman, mm. the Parliamentary Ombudsman. Yes, thank you. And I realized at that time uh, that at least one third of all the complaints that came to the Parliamentary Ombudsman, where anyone can complain about things that's been he or she feels is wrong, is because people didn't understand there was no really wrong doing, but it was wrong communication or, yeah. or bad communication. And and I felt a strong need to, to try to, as as a lawyer and as legally educated, I felt um, a responsibility to try to, to actually communicate in a much easier way. And everyone said, you cannot do that. It's dangerous. It's, How you come? Can, because it's so complicated and you're not supposed to try to, to, to sort of facilitate or, or yeah. to, to, to simplify yeah. uh, complicated things because there are risks involved with that. Yeah. But I, I, I said, there must be ways in doing that. So that's really where I started, and 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 so you could say I, I spent at least fifteen years sharing the law in yeah. in, a, in a simplified way, and then I ended up. I was ready with that. I had done it, and and when I got the opportunity to turn into another kind of communication, which was for for Sweden, I felt that was quite challenging. I had no experience of. of of international business, and, and so I had to go in completely into a new area. So that was my very long story, but there is a red thread. And, 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 Definitely. And I think most people have it. You build on your experiences, and you, you take take what you bring. And, and, and uh, So how long have you been at the Swedish Institute as the general director? A little over five years. Mm-hmm. Very interesting years. How come? Tell me. Swedish Institute is a government agency. It means that we report to government, um, 
along the rules which Parliament has set. And we have existed for 70 years with basically the same mission, the mission of, of strengthening the interest for Sweden, the knowledge about Sweden, the relations between Sweden and the rest of the world, and, and thus strengthening trust between Sweden and, and the rest of the world, between individuals, institutions, and nations. And I think the interesting thing is, and in many ways, you could say, um, somewhat sad thing, is, is, is that it's still so needed. But uh, the Institute was, was created, as, as I said, 70 years ago, right after the Second World War. Mm. And there was a need, again, to open, to, to start new dialogues, to build new trust. Yeah, definitely. And we're still there. We're, we're basically doing the same things. And, and we have many of our tools and methods are the same, but of course, modernized. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was no digital communication and, and media in, in the 70s, but we, we have in many ways the same ways of working. Just in the five years that you've been at the Swedish Institute, how have you seen that transformation? I think that in only five years, the world has actually become even more complex and complicated. I mean, the world is always yeah. complex and complicated, but the situation in, in our neighborhood, uh, in the Middle East, in North Africa, in, in, in South Asia, um, gives you the thoughts that there is a huge need for, 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 for understanding what's going on and then see how, how building relations could be relevant. We need to do this in many more ways, in ways which we did not know about five or ten years ago, in, in, in other ways because um, methods we, we used maybe before are, are not really possible in, 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 in the world. It's more dangerous and it's... So we need to find new ways. At the same time, the digital media and the digital communication and, and, and has exploded. Yeah. Um, I mean, five years ago, um, we did not communicate in the same way. Um, in, in, in less than five years, 80% of all Swedish grown-ups will have a smartphone. And not only have a smartphone, they will use it, not only as a telephone, but actually use it in their daily lives. So, of course, this development uh, is also affecting us. Yeah. And, and, uh, and we need to understand not only where we are today and where Sweden is relevant, uh, Swedish experiences and competences and, and values, how that could be relevant in, in some ways to, to actually um, handle, tackle the challenges that we all face. But we also need to see how the Swedish Institute can, can, can continue to develop and, and transform so that we're always um, updated and, and as an organization and as a government agency we we need to be efficient and use the taxpayers' monies in, in yeah. the best way. I think that is of course the truth for any organization that you, you need to 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 adapt and, and transform and, and be out there in feel. Yeah. So the Swedish Institute is um, is pretty much communicating Sweden uh, internationally and globally. And how is it? Because I see it more as like branding of a country, not exactly like branding like like this. Like even if we have monarchy with the king and the queen, or even the prime minister, but more like the values that we have. Because um, the Swedish Institute has done a lot of uh, initiatives, like they just came out with a, a new movie about Sweden, This is Sweden. Mm -hmm. They also do other projects, like you have the, your new shareware, and you did a Twitter campaign, um, Curators of Sweden, that got a lot of uh, attention. 
And how, so how is it to work with Sweden as like a brand? And also you were talking about competencies and skills that you're communicating. And since a country is always kind of evolving, how do you change that? You know, maybe that was too many questions than one, but I mean, yeah, well, I'll try to to, yeah. <laughs> to remember them all. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Images or perceptions of countries, which you could call the brand of a, of a country, um, but the perception of a country is is usually has a long life. It doesn't change dramatically. It develops over time. It it's quite consistent. However, I think that might change. In, in in the time we are living in and, and definitely in the future and we can come back to that um, so it's it's about it's very much about understanding what's going on in the world and of course as we said so much has has happened and it's not only what's going has happened over the last five years it's the globalization it's it's um, internationalization and it's so many different um, things um, but understanding what's going on the challenges um, the opportunities the possibilities but also then to see where is Sweden relevant to that and how can we be a partner uh, in, 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 in meeting. Because I think it's important. I mean, we have so many interesting things uh, to showcase, but there has to be the broader, the broader picture, the, the, um, the greater narrative, you could say, from where are we coming, where are we today, and where are we aiming, where do we want to go, together with others. Mm-hmm. So it, it has to... to to be, to form it into a larger perspective. But of course, we cannot talk about everything. Uh, that, that would be boring. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to stick out. You have to understand with whom. I think the second most important thing is, is with whom do we need to talk? Yeah. And we think, uh, I mean, we definitely need to be um, attractive uh, in some way to, to the decision makers, the opinion leaders and, and, and the young talents of today, because they're the ones that we want to interact with. They're the ones taking the important decisions, regardless if it's business, um, research, um, political decisions or, or, or other decisions. These are, of course, people that are, are, are important. And, and the opinion leaders are important. And we try to attract the students. So all of these are important. But even more important, I think, is to, to how do we reach the groups, the coming leaders, the coming opinion leaders, and develop a relation with them. And we know um, Sweden is constantly punching, you could say, much above our weight. We represent 0.14% of the world's population. That's tiny. Yeah. That's, that's very <laughs> little. And at the same time, we always rank in top, in perception, in, in indexes, how people perceive our country, think about our country, like our country, but also in, in factual um rankings like um, innovativeness in, in um, corruption indexes, in, in uh, human development index, in, yeah. in um, all of these. And there's a huge setup of, of, of indexes and rankings. So, of course, we, we think and we know that, that what Sweden can offer in, in many ways is of interest and is relevant to, to, to many people, young and old people around the world. So we know that we have good examples, um, specific areas where we're really good. And, and then how do we then reach, but how do we reach out? Yeah. Because one challenge is that the competition obviously is, is growing, is becoming much, much more fierce. Yeah. Uh, all countries are trying to reach out today. 
Is it for the same reason? Like I would say so, yes. They're all trying to get the, the young leaders of yes. tomorrow and making their country very attractive. Maybe not all countries have yet I really identified that they want to reach tomorrow's leaders. Yeah. But most countries today want to reach the leaders and, and, and of today. Mm. To attract investments, to to um, to do business, to attract tourists. Um, so the competition is is really hard. What we also know is obviously that that the younger generations, and especially far away, have less and less interest or knowledge, at least, in 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 about Sweden and about Europe. So we're not alone in losing, sort of. But this is a trend we see. And why is that? I think I think one thing is is the enormous amount of information. Yeah. And how do you choose and how do you select? Secondly, to young people growing up in Asia, in Africa, and in, in many other parts, they're enough interesting stuff going on in their own yeah. areas and, and surroundings. So why would Europe? Yeah. And why would Sweden or Denmark or Finland or Norway be interesting? So of course there is a challenge. So this is this is we want to we want to find the young people, we want to find not only the young Europeans, but the ones that are really far away. And how I was thinking, how do you reach out to those? Because I looked at this, uh, your nearest movie, This is Sweden, and I I really like it, and I think it really shows the diversity and the things that you showcase in the movie. Like, I really recognize that. Um, but that's also, like, a video. And I'm thinking, how do you reach out to people far away that doesn't maybe have the same access? I think there are different ways. One is, of course, through communication, and, and then then um, YouTube, um, Twitter, uh, all sorts of social media platforms. And there, you know that, but but they're of course different in different countries. Um, the social media platforms in China uh, is today basically Weibo and and, and WeChat, yeah. um, whereas in 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 the Gulf countries, in Saudi Arabia and others, it might be, be um, Twitter or Facebook. So we, we select, of course. And we, we try to be in, in, in most platforms. So you kind of know, like, in yeah. what areas and everything. And, and then we, we try to, to be there, to curate and, and follow the, um, the story about Sweden and, 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 and pick up on, on questions and, and, and when there is an interest showed for, for something which we think, well, here we can add information, here we could add uh, pieces to the conversation that might be of interest. And, and so we're really trying to be very active, naturally not in all languages. And, and, and um, But today we, we're active in English and Chinese and, and very active in, in, in Arabic and, and, and now starting also in Russian. Um, and we see that that um, social media channels are are growing tremendously, and the film you you spoke about it had I mean I think only in a week we had almost eight hundred thousand views views in 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 YouTube and it it's been been shared more than two million times. That's great, um, but you also showed it uh, at um, in New York, no? Times Square. Times yes. Square, yeah, That's for the really opening cool. of of the new Consulate General in in in, and so that was uh, the Minister for for Innovation and Industry, uh, Michael Lambert was there, and and um, and I think I mean doing a, a movie is is in many ways a challenge because it it should be interesting, and it's also important that we who are represented, uh, and, and by we, I mean Swedes, yeah. or people living here, uh, should feel that this is, uh, this is about us. Uh, we recognize, we, we, there is, uh, we can stand 
bite us. And, and uh, so I'm happy when I get the feedback both from um, both from young and, and older people in Sweden that yes, and from the business side that uh, we we love it, from the creative side, uh, artists, uh, I, I I love it. But of course, the most important thing is is that it's uh, attractive to to uh, to the young people around the world, and we will follow and see how how the reactions will be. Um, but I think it's it's important that um, we were talking a little earlier about how we have maybe developed our activities. Um, I think we're extremely cautious to see that that we can we can portray and talk about all different parts of Sweden. Yeah, and not necessarily geographically, but but sort of different areas, and 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 that we are not. Um, because Sweden has also changed. And I thought we could talk a little bit about that after our break. Welcome back. And before the break, we were talking about uh, the different uh, parts of Sweden that you wanted to like showcase when you communicate Sweden. Sweden is, is a country, it's a huge country. It has a very broad Story. I mean, there are there are so many perspectives and so many different angles that could be of interest and that could be relevant for for people around the world. What we see from from surveys and and is obviously that when people talk about Sweden, it's very much about the society, openness quality, um, transparency, um, equal rights. It's also about the nature and, and, and very much about um, innovativeness, creativity. So a little less I have to say about um, culture maybe traditional culture, but, but the new culture is, yeah. is, is very often perceived as, as exciting and interesting. So, of course, talking with people around the world, um, you want to, to address that, uh, their interest for, for, for um, our society in, in many places and what that has um, given us. It's not, it's not saying this is the right way but it's sharing. And when you talk about these quality and all these, the, not like the traditional culture, but the new culture, mm -hmm. is it something? Do you do you like surveys, or do you? How do you find out about these like core things that like defines the new culture? We we follow we 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 follow, of course, both what people think about Sweden. So we do surveys in, in different countries and we follow all the international indexes and rankings. And at the same time, we try to be very well connected with the Swedish society and, and see, so what do, what's going on right now? And, and where are the most exciting examples of, of, um, of um, what Sweden actually is doing and, and can offer? But we also have to be prepared to talk about the difficult things. Yeah. Like um, migration flows, um, anti-immigration reactions and things like that. There is, a, there is, a, you can never talk about only the so-called nice and, and, and glossy things. You yeah, have yeah. To, to be, be open and, and, and transparent and, and authentic and, and, and the way you talk about your own country, because otherwise you will never be, be trustworthy. And exactly. and we started in in the need of, of sort of establishing trust and mutual trust uh, in in the world. And of course, this is uh, this is something which we and others uh, will have to to um, uh, think a lot about. Right now, we are, are developing 
on our website, uh, sweden.se, which is the official website uh, for Sweden, you could say we have developed uh, two new, much more interactive stories or, 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 or parts of the website, one on immigration and one on, on climate um, challenges. And, and, and I think this is a way of, of, of sort of um, showing that we are part of what's going on. Yeah. You were talking about the, the challenges that you need to address. And I was thinking more like, what are the challenges of uh, talking about Sweden? communicating the values because I mean like you said <clears throat> it's not only the glossy moments so what are the challenges that you see I, th I think one one way of, of answering that is to reflect um, Simon Anhalt is, is um, a researcher who's done a lot of research on 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 nations brands he started the first uh, nation brand index and he has come later, come to the conclusion that it's basically not what people say are saying or countries are saying, it's what countries are doing, which affects um, the perceptions and, 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 and how a country is, is valued. So he has created a new index called uh, the Good Country Index, where Sweden is still ranked very high. Um, but I think it has to do, communication is very much about that. Yeah. It's not necessarily what you say, but it's what you do. Yeah. So as an organization representing a country, we have to be aware of both what the country actually is doing. Um, and at the same time, of course, uh, it also affects what we are doing, not necessarily saying. Um, slightly different things, but, but we were talking about the different, difficult things. I, 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 um, um, and it, people are measured not by, by what they say, but how they are. So when, when we are trying to find ways of, of communicating. We do everything from, from supporting the Swedish embassies uh, around the world with, you could say, guidelines, check boxes or, or toolkits and how they could actually work in, in finding their target groups and, and getting a dialogue to start yeah. in different areas. So we do smaller exhibitions and we do outlines for seminars and we support the embassies in talking about how things could be done. Yeah. So that is one part. But of course, what we're talking more about here is, is really our digital communication. But an interesting thing is, of course, that we need to, to realize that the younger uh, generations, they don't make any difference between online and offline. So we also have to, to, to see how we can be in that world. Yeah. Um, and, and we're an organization of, of not always so young people. And, yeah. and so we try to, 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 to be good at that as well. Um, but today, I mean, we, we try to, to be in the forefront. We try to continuously find new ways of, of, of um, of um, acting. And I think Curators of Sweden, which is now already old, you could say, because yeah. that started, the ideas came up in 2010. Um, but the interesting thing with, with that Twitter account where we let every week one new person from Sweden um, own the account, you could say. Yeah. We do not censor it. Um, and the person only has to follow the rules that they could not market their own companies or no commercial initiatives. They could not um, do anything which, uh, which is contradictory to Swedish law. Yeah. And they could not be offensive and, and put anyone in, in danger, so to say. And today we have, and, and, and week by week, the, I would say, the story about Sweden is, is getting deeper 
and broader. Yeah. Uh, because this is these are real people. Talk about Sweden. It's not a government official's yeah. story about Sweden. And I think that is why this account is still so interesting. It's still growing. I mean, I would have guessed that after a couple of years we would have it would have stagnated or or even lost interest but it's actually still growing uh, and i think what it it means is that we are really acting we are we are not talking we are showing we are are acting this is openness this, this is, is really sweden as a, a transparent country what i think is fascinating is i mean Anyhow, the information or the opinion of somebody is going to come out there today the way mm -hmm. uh, we have social media. So why not just curate it like you have done? And that's great. I mean, because you can't, all the bad negative things yeah. coming out of certain countries that people try and censor, it's, it always comes out somehow. Yeah. yeah. And you cannot orchestrate. Yeah. I am very proud. I think we are very proud. I think... Um, we started this together with the uh, Visit Sweden and, and um, the PR company Volontaire, and I think we are all proud. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm extremely proud that we continue. It was just not sort of a, a, a cool thing to do yeah. and to win all the awards around the world and then to say, okay, now we'll do something else. Um, and we keep talking, well, how long will we do it? And, and as, uh, as um, one of my colleagues said, I guess until, as long as it's relevant. Won't it always be relevant? Because they switch a new person every, what is it, week, month? Every week. Every week? I think the idea, the conversation will always be relevant, but maybe the, the channel yeah. um, will change. I mean, I think if there is anything we know is that we do not know Yeah. <laughs> uh, what kind of channels there will be in 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 five or or ten years or even in two years? What what will be the new hype? So we also try to figure out that you know to 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 try out new 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 ways. We have just started a, what we call the I Lab, SI Lab, and, and we will <laughs> see where where we go from there. I think you have to be. There has to be a leadership in this, uh, saying yes, try out. Um, we have to, some of the things we do might not be so successful, and then we tried, and others are, are, are showing to be very successful. I think the, the development of our website shows that, for instance. In, in 2002, I believe, when we started, and we were assigned to do the first more official Swedish website. It was a collection of links. Yeah. Which was very modern then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In 2006, maybe it was 10 years ago, we started to really develop a, a, a site which we wanted to be uh, very sort of attractive, um, interactive. And we have, um, we, we did all the different trend followed all the different trends being very personal have uh, um, staff bloggers yeah. we did all the entertainment uh, we did uh, all the relation building uh, so we've done all the different things i would say today what we're doing is really following the the trend which is now we we see that wikipedia um, has has developed to be the source of information so what we need to do is to be a very relevant, very trustful source of information, but also a platform for our social media um, channels or to relate with that. And, and so, of course, while we're still growing on, on the websites, we're exploding in, in other channels. And this is now. What will be in, in three to five years? We don't know. But how, how do you face the... Or for me personally, I, I'm born in Sweden. Um, and I do have Swedish values, yet I am a mix of many sorts. And today, I think a lot of new generations um, 
don't see each country as a border, or like the borders aren't as obvious. And how, what kind of challenge does that face towards, like, as an organization who's representing in one way a border, um, and now this so-called global, what they call mm. it, the global locals, that we're all traveling and moving to different countries. Locals. Yeah. How, how how do you, yeah, how do you face that challenge? So, is it still gonna? Do you think still the the Swedish institute's gonna survive, or in, in a few hundred years, or it's gonna slowly disappear? <laughs> well, you never know what kind of, of government agencies will survive. Yeah. But I think your question is really very good, and it's the same question I have been asking, and we're actually now starting a a a new project in, in a scenario project and, and looking into the world of, of 2029 uh, with the exact um, that is one of the questions that we will ask ourselves how can a national perspective be continued to be relevant when people tend to be more uh, more inclined to look at places, communities, even individuals, uh, and, and, and companies, um, NGOs. I mean, we interact and relate to, to, to different things. And, and you, you put it very well. I mean, borders are, are not, not um, so relevant. And at the same time, the nation now and then is really being hijacked by 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 political interests mm -hmm. yeah. as something important. So where will we be uh, in this scope of, of, of sort of borderless or, or nationalism? So this will be one of the questions we will dig into. Another thing is, of course, how do you work with trust building? in a world where trust is very much at stake and very often eroding. What, what new ways will there be in people-to-people in, in -people relations, in, 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 in communicating, in, in, in dialogue? And, and third, we have to, uh, and this is what we've been talking about, but we have to, of course, Look into the, the 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 technology. I mean, we are today not facing digitalization. We are in digitalization. Yeah. But what will that mean? Um, there are huge possibilities in that, but there are also huge challenges. And I think one of the the, the most difficult things with that is, of course. Um, the people are so selective yeah. today, and they can be so selective in what kind of, of, of outer information or, or, or um, they can pick up. And also actively seek the information that they really want. Exactly. So, so there is a possibility in, in really finding the people who you want to find, but there are huge challenges in that. So, um, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a curious person. I mean, I really want to know things. So I'm looking forward to, to this new project that we were uh, really going into. But I think your question is extremely relevant. Because I'm also thinking of it's um, because like people create communities all over the world as well. Or like I can feel more connected to maybe people in, in, um, India or Canada because of an interest mm. and then like we have Estonia that has the e-citizenship e yeah. yeah. you know like once you can apply to those then you don't belong to a country in the same way and then maybe you have your community but everything is online since so then it's not you're not really driven by maybe your inherited values in the same way really on the other hand I think I think it it's not one or the other. It is possible to be part of many different communities. Yeah. 
right now, I, I, I think we still are seeing many things as one or the other, where we have to start to see things um, as a combination. I'm, I'm a Stockholmer. I mean, I live in the city. Um, so I'm, I'm part of that community. People living on, on the upper west side of, of Stockholm, a very <laughs> small area. Um, I'm, I'm, when I listen to the weather forecast in the mornings, I'm, I'm from a special region in Sweden and, and I'm a Swede. I'm definitely a Nordic citizen. I think the Nordic countries have so much in common and, and, and it's, we should very often look upon us ourselves also as Nordic. But I'm also a, a part of the Baltic Sea region and, and the neighborhood, which I find very interesting. Of course, I'm a European. Okay. Um, I'm a, I'm, I have so much in common with my Japanese friends, uh, with the Japanese culture. Um, I love China where I lived. My best friend is American, you know, so, so you, and I go nuts to, when I go into new countries, I'm a skier, I'm a sailor, I'm, I'm kayaking. So yes, we have all these different identities. I'm, I'm a mother of two, um, you know, and I think we can manage to, to be that way. But I'm also Swedish. I also share the history and the experiences of this society. I might not always like it, yeah. but it is part of me. Yeah. Um, but it's it's it will be very interesting to see how we can and and especially how our job will be in the future when we will talk continue to talk about I think somewhat more on the aggregated uh, but also diversified and complexity of what it is uh, to to communicate Sweden. It's going to be interesting to see. It's, it sounds like a really interesting project. You know, Swedish... For 2029, you said? 2029. It feels yeah, so... That is soon. That yeah, is I was soon. just yeah. going to say, feels. <laughs> it sounds like it's far away, but it's so soon. It is. We started uh, to, to call it 2020. Yeah. So we're always there. Uh, so, so we cannot... So 2029, but that is probably as far as we can sort of look in irrelevant way but one question is of course how values are changing Swedish I don't know if you are talking here about the world value survey we'll explain what it is yeah it's it's a research project it has been going on for quite some some years and and people around the world in a number large number of countries are asked the same questions what is important to you? And Sweden sticks out. We are very, um, we, we do not share values and the way we look upon our lives and ourselves and society with hardly any other country. Scandinavia and the Nordic countries are, are fairly um, close to us. But we are, we are much more individualistic. Yeah based on a collective solutions, we are individualistic. And we also very much appreciate the way that we can express ourselves and, and, and much, much more, and be free in that much, much more than most other cultures. Now, I think it will be, for all of us, very important to see what will happen with these figures, not a, around the world, but also in Sweden, when we have more different cultures and more different ideas and values uh, mixing in with our traditional values. So that will be um, also part of, of, of um, looking into the future. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, that's a great way to, uh, to wrap this uh, pod episode up what will happen in the future and uh, wish you good luck and thank you for coming we're going to check you. out future value future value 
Wow. That is a... For ourselves, maybe. For ourselves. That's a deep question. Um, <laughs> I guess it's not really a future value, but it's a value that I've had a long time. Uh, I have a thing that I try... Before I used to have... I have to travel at least twice outside of this country to like to actually open my mind and new experiences and I and I really believe that's a value but what I realized after this talk is it doesn't have to just be outside it can be inside and really seek those both those values of different communities and really explore them so that's what I'm going to be taking into the future nice Check that's so true well first of all thank you for having me <laughs> I think, I have to say, I think that what you are doing uh, here at Hyper Island and, and all the different classes and, and, and uh, groups and the companies is really quite exciting and important. Um, I think listening is maybe not a value, it's, but it's, it's so important and... and, and um, I want to to connect to what you said. I think I think we learn more about ourselves when we meet others and, and, and it's only by knowing others and ourselves that we can understand how we are relevant. And that goes for the individuals and that goes for a country. Yeah. Yeah. It it's it's not more complicated than that. I think I'm going to go with um, openness. It's very much a, a value now for myself as well, but just keep on striving for, for openness. And maybe, like we said, like it won't be that clear borders, so then people are going to be more open-minded. So openness, check out. Well, thank you. And uh, if people want to contact you or write to you, Anika, where would they... Do you have a Twitter? Or... I'm not a good... <laughs> I have it, but I think... And I will in my next life, which will start soon. Um, I will be better in that. I think the best way is really to write me an email. You can find Annika that. Rembe at si.se. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And good luck. HyperTalks. 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 HyperTalks.